Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Make sure to go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L and LOCKED, then the number 15, and you'll get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Monday, May 17th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can go leave me a review if you want to. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcast, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcast, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, good morning ladies and gentlemen. As always, thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. We are now in the first full week of the offseason here for the Chicago Blackhawks with... Their last game of the 2021 regular season coming now a week ago from today. That came against the Dallas Stars, unfortunately, in a losing effort in overtime. But the fun is just getting started, really, for 16 other teams across the National Hockey League. It's over the weekend. The Stanley Cup playoffs got underway, and we saw a couple of tremendous opening games in all four of the series that have kicked off so far. We saw... Boston and Washington on Saturday night go to overtime. And then same with both New York and Pittsburgh and Minnesota and Vegas. Tampa Bay and Florida were just a minute away from overtime before uh, Braden Point scored the game winner to give the Bolts the 5-4 win in regulation on Sunday. All of those series, though, off to incredible starts so far. But with the Stanley Cup playoffs starting up once again, the best time of the year, I definitely wanted to be sure to get all of my predictions out there once again because... Last year, for those of you who've been listening to me for an entire year now, I really appreciate that. And if you have, then some of you may remember that I had the Tampa Bay Lightning coming away with the cup last year. So let's see if I can make it two out of two since taking over as the host of Lockdown Blackhawks. Starting in the first round out in the east, the series between the Pens and Islanders, the Isles managed to take game one by a score of 4-3 to three in overtime. Not just saying this because they got the win in the first game, but I got the Islanders in six games here in that series. I know the Pens won the division, but I'm still just not completely sold on that team, even after a big bounce-back year that they had this season. Um, and also, Evgeny Malkin, he missed Game 1. His, question, his health is a big question mark in this series. Uh, And I like Barry Trotz and the defensive system that he has. I think it really does suit well for playoff hockey. So because of a couple of different reasons, I'm going to go with the Islanders in six. Then between Washington and Boston, I have the Caps in seven games in this series. Boston, 
has been better since they acquired Taylor Hall at the deadline, but I still think they're a little bit short on the defensive side after all they lost in the offseason. It's really the Charlie McAvoy show for the Bees on defense, and I'm not sure if he's able to quite handle that workload yet as a top defenseman for Boston in the playoffs. And Washington, they've been rather quiet since winning the cup a few years back. I think this team is hungry to get back to their winning ways in the playoffs, led by Alexander Ovechkin, of course. I'm going to go with the Caps in seven over the Boston Bruins. Going up in Canada, starting with the Oilers and Jets, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, this feels like a must-win series for them in Edmonton to prove not only to the world, but also kind of to themselves that they can get the job done leading the charge for Edmonton. I'm going to go with the Oilers in six over Winnipeg. I just think McDavid and Dreisaitl, they're more talented than the Jets are, obviously, and uh, I think this is the time to finally get the job done in the playoffs for them. And then Toronto and Montreal, oh baby, this one should be a lot of fun. Two enormous hockey cities, both desperately trying to get back to contending for the Stanley Cup. Toronto had such a dominant regular season, it would be a shame if they came up short once again in the first round. But just like Edmonton, I also think this is the year where Toronto finally gets over the hump. Although I do believe this will be a lot closer of a series than some expect it to be. I'm going Toronto in six games as well, just like Edmonton. Moving out to the West now, starting with Colorado and St. Louis. This has the potential to me to be a very interesting series. I do ultimately think that Colorado will get the job done, but they better not sleep on the Blues. There are still a lot of pieces from that Cup team over there in St. Louis to know how to get it done in the playoffs. I'm still going to go with Colorado in six, like I said, but St. Louis is a sneaky, tough team for the Avalanche to take on in this opening series. Next, Vegas and Minnesota. Excuse me. Uh, What an incredible season it's been for the Minnesota Wild. No one expected them to put up the amount of points or wins that they did here in 2021. And then they even managed to take the opening game of the series against the Golden Knights 1-0 in overtime. They've had the upper hand over Vegas this season, but I still am going to go with the Knights to win this series in seven games. I just think overall Vegas has... Such a deep team in all three areas in the forward department. Defensively, they're led by Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore. And also in goal, they have both Mark andre Fleury and former Blackhawks netminder Robin Leonard. So even though they lost the first game, they still had a ton of chances. Mark andre Fleury looked pretty darn good in net as well. I expect Vegas to figure it out in... Uh, managed to come away with this series against the Wild in seven games. Last, the Central Division. Game one of the Panthers and Lightning series was incredible last night. High energy, lots of physicality. Kucherov and Stamkos both back for Tampa Bay, and they wound up getting the job done late in the third period to win 5-4 to four over Florida. Again, not just saying this because... They took the opening game, but even before that, I did have the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the series in six games. Armando Velez, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, buddy. It's 
I want to go with Coach Q and the Panthers here, but I just think Tampa Bay is too deadly of a beast right now. And with Cooch and Stammer back, they're deadlier and healthier than they've been all season long. That's a scary thought when you also have to remember they have the best goaltender in the world backstopping them and Andre Vasilevsky. So because of those facts, I have to go with the Bolts coming away with this series in six games. And then to finish off the first round, Carolina and Nashville. I know the Hawks had a lot of trouble with the Predators this season, but I don't expect the story to be the same for the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't expect them to share those struggles. Carolina seems ready to be pushing for a cup run. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to do so, but I do like them over the Preds in five games to advance to the second round of the playoffs. As for who I got winning the division finals, coming out of the East, I believe will be the Washington Capitals, this time striking their revenge on Barry Trotz, their former head coach in the New York Islanders after they took out Washington in the playoffs in 2020. I like the Caps there in six games over the Islanders. And then in the North, I think it's going to be Austin Matthews and the Maple Leafs winning the Battle of Canada against Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. What a series that would be, though, if it does wind up happening. I just think this is the year for the Maple Leafs, man. They got the deeper team than Edmonton does. I like the Leafs in seven games if that series does wind up happening. As for the West, it's going to be tough after dropping the first game of the series, but I like the Vegas Golden Knights to come out on top and defeat the Colorado Avalanche in six games. As I said, I just think Vegas is too deep of a team to not win at least a couple series this year. I know the Avs are deadly, but I personally like Vegas a little bit more. I think they got the advantage in net and on defense. I think they're the team to beat out of the West this season. And in the Central, I like the Tampa Bay Lightning, man. Carolina and Florida, both great years, both great teams, but I just don't know if they're as deep as Tampa is, and they certainly aren't as experienced in the postseason as they are. I think Tampa manages to defeat the Hurricanes in seven games to win the division series in the Central. As for my Stanley Cup final matchup, uh, it's a bit confusing this year since the NHL will be reseeding in the final four based off regular season points. So if my final four teams are uh, Washington, Toronto, Vegas, and Tampa Bay, that would mean Vegas would play Tampa Bay and then Toronto would play Washington. So for my final, I am going to go with... Vegas over Tampa Bay and Toronto over Washington. A Canadian team finally gets back to the Stanley Cup final, but I am going to have them come up one game short to the Vegas Golden Knights, losing in Game 7 in dramatic fashion as in their fourth season since becoming a franchise. I like the Vegas Golden Knights to hoist their first ever Stanley Cup and take home the title in 2021. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are my 2021 Stanley Cup playoff predictions. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to share some updates on a couple Blackhawks prospects as we head into the summer. 
But first, I need to talk to you all about Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now, they want to help even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, then there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma, you could win cash reimbursement reimbursements for debit purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. So be sure to visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney right now to open your free account and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up sharing my predictions for the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs. Moving on now, I also wanted to be sure to provide some updates on a couple of Blackhawks prospects as we start creeping towards the summer. First, Blackhawks 2019 second round pick Alex Vlasic will returned to Boston University next season for his junior year. Vlasic just wrapped up an impressive sophomore season for the Terriers a couple months back where he tallied three goals and five assists for eight points in 16 games, which doubled his offensive production from his freshman year in less than half the games played. And for those of you who have followed Vlasic the past couple of years since being drafted by the Hawks, <clears throat> then you know he he's not exactly known as an offensive defenseman. At six foot six, two hundred pounds, Alex is more so known for his defensive abilities and his long reach and physical presence and that sort of stuff. But it seems like the offense has finally come around here a little bit as well, which is always good. You know, I'd love for him to have the ability to be more than just a shutdown defenseman at the next level. But not much of a surprise here that Vlasic is going to remain at BU for another season, especially after only getting in 16 games as a sophomore. He still needs more time to develop. And with him coming back, Vlasic is slated to be Boston's big minute muncher on the back end next season. So should be another big year in the development for the Hawks. Second round pick just a couple years back. I do believe Vlasic has NHL potential in his future, especially at his size. His skating has been impressive as well. So definitely a prospect to keep an eye on for the next couple of years, Blackhawks fans. Vlasic is still only 19 years old, and I believe he could become a staple on that back end in Chicago in the future. Then, I also wanted to mention that Jakob Galvis, the Blackhawks' fifth-round pick, 
Back in the 2017 NHL draft, he was slated to play for the Czech Republic during the 2021 World Championships later this month, but unfortunately suffered a broken arm last week and now, of course, will not be able to take part in the tournament. Galvis just signed his entry-level contract with the Hawks a couple weeks ago, and the 21-year-old left-handed defenseman had 11 points in 47 games during his second year with Eucharit in Finland's Liga. It seems like the Hawks still have hope for Galvis that he will be able to come over to North America at some point. Not exactly sure what his contract situation is over in Finland, but... He's shown some offensive potential in the in the past. He's not the biggest defenseman, 5'11", 170, 180 pounds, but he's known for his speed and, as I said, his offensive game. He was actually someone that I was pretty impressed with when I saw him for the first time at a Blackhawks prospect camp a few summers ago. So, tough break here for Galvis, literally, I guess. Um, sounding like he'll be out for the majority of the summer recapping from a broken arm. Also, Scott Powers of The Athletic wrote in an article recently that if the Blackhawks do not sign defenseman prospects Rope Lavenin, who is a 2017 fourth-round pick, and Cole Moberg, a 2019 seventh-round pick, if those two aren't signed by June 1st, then the Hawks will lose the NHL rights to both players in the next couple of weeks. And according to Powers, it doesn't sound like the Hawks really have any intention on bringing either player back. Lavenin has not exactly been all that impressive in his last couple of years playing over in Finland. Haven't even heard any rumors about him coming over to North America. And then Cole Moberg, who I guess he still could get an AHL deal done. That seems more likely than Lavenin working out a new deal. Moberg? He played for Rockford a bit this season. He had five points in 22 games on defense, but with all the prospects the Hawks already have in their system on the blue line, I'm not so sure they're exactly in a rush to sign a tweener like Moberg. He's a guy who's he's played forward, he's played defenseman, kind of still finding his comfort spot in the lineup. So it sounds like the Hawks could be losing the rights to a couple of their draft picks from the last few seasons here in the next couple of weeks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there are the latest updates that I have on some of the Blackhawks prospects in the system. Coming up in just a moment, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. But first... I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Bilt Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like peanut butter, salted caramel, double chocolate, and now they also have six new flavors, which are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, all of which, like the other 12 flavors, are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low-calorie and low-sugar, but they are also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, 
Be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code, LOCKEDON, one word, capital L, with the number 15 after to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. I also need to talk to you all about BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is back. The NBA and NHL are getting down to the home stretch of their seasons. And for those interested in other things aside from sports, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today, and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up talking about some updates on a couple of Blackhawks prospects. Now, before I wrap things up here today, it's time for our weekly Mailbag Monday fan segment, where I answer a question from a couple of lucky listeners right here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. The first question I want to answer today comes from at 13 underscore Mysterio on Twitter who asked, is there a possibility that the Blackhawks sign a free agent to go with Lankinen and try to move Subban and send Delia to Rockford? A lot of breakdown here. Uh, first, I guess moving Subban. I do believe that could be a possibility. I do think the Hawks will try to trade either him or Colin Delia this offseason. But if that does happen, I don't think the guy they decide to keep is anything besides an NHL backup next year for the Blackhawks. Neither Subban nor Delia, in this case, should be in the AHL next season, at least in my opinion. I think they both are worthy of being backups at this level in 2021, at least from what they showed last year, and I don't think either of them, you know, would be... Too happy with that situation being sent down to the A. They also both would require waivers to be sent down, so there's always the risk of losing them for scot-free, so I just don't see that scenario happening for the Blackhawks next season. The second question I want to answer today comes via email from Pierce Gumfler, who asked, Who is it looking like the Blackhawks could lose in the Seattle expansion draft later this summer? As of right now, Pierce, it's looking like the Blackhawks will more than likely go with the 7-3-1 route for the expansion draft, meaning they will protect seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goaltender. Starting with the forwards, we know the Hawks are going to protect Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze, not only because 
they would never not protect them, but also because they both own full no-movement clauses in their contract. So there's two forward spots already gone to Kane and Taze. Then, we know Alex Dabrinkit is going to be fully protected after the tremendous season he just had for the Blackhawks. No way, he's going anywhere. So that makes it three. Then, Brandon Hagel is a guy that needs to be protected after a strong rookie campaign. Can't picture Hagel being left exposed, so that makes four. Then, if Dylan Strom is still part of the plans moving forward in Chicago, then you would have to think the Blackhawks would save him a spot to be protected, especially because they don't have to risk losing guys like Dominic Kubelik, Pia Suter, Philip Kurashev, all those young guys they're automatically protected. So if Strom is still part of the future, then a spot is certainly going to be left for him, making that five for the Blackhawks. Then Henrik Borgstrom also needs to be protected. And with him signing a contract recently, you know he's going to be one of the guys the Hawks protect. So that makes six. And now one final spot, and that's going to be the interesting one to me. Will the Hawks use it on Alex Nylander? Will it be Adam Gaudet, if they want him sticking around. David Kampf has been a proven penalty killer and a solid faceoff guy. Could he crack the seventh forward spot for the Blackhawks? If I had to guess, I think the Blackhawks are probably going to use it on Alex Nylander, as upset as that might make some of the listeners out there. Um, Stan Bowman, he's already said that <clears throat> the club plans on having Nylander back next season. Uh, so it sounds like it's going to be going that way for the Blackhawks, but there still are plenty of moves to be made with this forward group in the next couple of weeks. So things certainly could change up front for the Blackhawks before the expansion draft later this summer on defense and in goal. Things are a little bit more clear cut for the Blackhawks for the three defenseman slots. Duncan Keith, we know he has to be protected with a full no-movement clause, just like Kane and Taze, so Keith takes up one of the two defenseman spots. Then, for the final two, one, without a doubt, has to go to Connor Murphy. He's been the top defenseman for this team in the last couple of years. And then the third will probably go to Riley Stillman. He just signed an extension with the team not that long ago, and... Don't believe the Blackhawks would go out and do that unless they really wanted him to be part of the future. And that's important because it looks like the Blackhawks are going to leave Nikita Zadorov if he does wind up re-signing here. Looks like he's going to be left exposed, and so will Calvin DeHaan. Both those guys could be left exposed for Seattle. If the Kraken are looking to add to their defense, I do believe... That could be the way they go when the Blackhawks are on the clock. In goal, of course, the Blackhawks, we can expect them to protect Kevin Lankinen after his tremendous first NHL campaign. So both Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia are very likely going to be exposed. If Seattle wants to go that route, I could also see that being a decent move for them. Both cheap options for a backup goaltender, more so Subban than Delia. Delia's got a million dollar cap hit per year while Subban's around 850000 Um, But I also can't really imagine the salary cap being too much of an issue for the Kraken in their first couple of years. So to some things, sum it all up with the forward group, I could see David Kampf 
possibly being a selection for Seattle, but I think it's more likely that they take either Nikita Zadorov, if he's still a member of the Blackhawks by then, or Calvin DeHaan. One of those two defensemen, I do believe, will be Seattle's choice come the Seattle expansion draft later this summer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Monday, May 17th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.